futurista for me is just girls or women who are defining the future. The girls and women who are shaping the future. That's why they are futuristas. It's a little bit like they're coming from the future, but actually they're already here. Welcome back to the Futurista podcast. We have a very special episode for you today. I know it seems like it's been a while since we've posted a podcast for you all. We have been busy testing app prototypes with our ambassadors and getting everything ready for our upcoming crowdfunding campaign. If you want to know more about our campaign, enter your email on our website and we'll keep you in the loop about when we plan to launch, early bird rewards for backing the campaign and more. Today, we wanted to introduce you to our fearless founder and leader, Polina Marchenko. We really just want you to get to know Polina better, to understand the heart of Futurista, the core of its mission, and more about how it came to be what it is today. Thanks for being here, Polina. Can you just kick it off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Lucy. Nice to chat with you as well. Uh, my name is Polina. I am originally from Ukraine, and um, I would say I am a product manager and entrepreneur. So I have been working in tech for about eight years, and probably roughly 50% of it, I was working for some tech startups as a product manager. And the other 50% of this time, I was um, creating my own ventures and uh, trying to kind of improve the lives of people through my own innovations. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's part of the Futurista story is that you kind of built a team of, of women that you knew from other projects. And, you know, none of us like talking to Tanya and Jessica I was like, we don't know each other, but we know we're all going to like each other because you we knew you and you picked us. And so in the time I've gotten to know you, I think it's just been, you're such an inspiration and you have such an exciting story and I'm learning more about you every day. Like you started a really successful startup. You are now building new companies that are helping people in many ways. You've from all over the world. Can you tell everyone a little bit more about how you got to where you are today? Definitely, yeah, and thank you so much for uh, such warm words. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a long story, but I, I can, I can basically summarize it in a couple of sentences just to start with. So I think the place where I used to live in different phases of my life have definitely influenced um, how my personality developed. So the first 20 years since I was born, I spent in Ukraine. The next 10 years, I lived in Germany. And almost five last years, I've been living in the U.S., so, and basically I can associate different developments in my personal life uh, in these different countries. So I'm gonna start with, from the beginning. So I was born and raised in Kiev and I would say I had a wonderful childhood. I was a model student. So grades were extremely important for my mom and that's why they were also extremely important for me. But it has changed completely when I moved out of the parents' house and I'm, I basically completed my bachelor's degree in Ukraine and then I got a scholarship and moved to Germany. So to continue my studies, like a master's degree. So once I was out of my parents' house, I basically almost immediately realized that grades were actually literally most important to my mom, but not to me. Mm -hmm. So, and I realized that 
Well, university is great and all, but if I only study all the time, it is too much theory for me. So from the very beginning, I, I remember even the first couple of months in Germany, my German was not that good yet and so on and so forth, but I still started looking for opportunities to practice, to have like practical experience and so on. So while studying, once again, not to get too bored with my university, I started working. So I first had internships, I, then I started to work as a trainee, and while still in the university, I started working at a tech startup incubator. And it has probably changed my whole life and the way I see the world, my mindset, and all the good things. So after I was working there, Basically, there was the time when I had to decide what am I going to do for my master thesis. And this is actually a funny story. Once again, very important to me and how I developed as a person. So I was super excited that I have this opportunity to, to write my master thesis with a startup incubator. So basically cooperating with a specific startup. And I was delighted to, to share it with my professor for innovation management and entrepreneurship. But professor was not delighted at all. So he was like, okay, I have never written practical master thesis with any students. Let's do something more theoretical. And I was trying to persuade him for three months. And in the end of the day, I had a choice. Either I will stay with him, but do something that I really don't like, or I would start from scratch. I will find another professor, but do the thing that I really felt was important to me. So I, I chose the second option. And once again, it was very important for my personal development. And I was one step closer to understanding the startups and their dynamic. So once I have done this uh, master thesis, uh, I was employed basically as a product manager at another e-commerce tech startup. And in under one year working there, basically I started my own startup. So you can see there was a progression. So I was working with startups, then I was working in a startup and then somehow this force me told me, okay, now it's time to do it. So this is how it's basically more or less all started with my entrepreneurial journey. And I was running the startup for about four years. And then it was the time for me to, once again, to make a very difficult decision in my life again. So I basically had to decide if I stay in Germany and continue working with a startup with my own, which I have found it, it was my baby, or I would move to the US to be with my husband. It was a tough decision, so I still remember it as now, uh, but obviously I decided to be with my husband. So it was, once again, very important months in my life, kind of like surviving through the peer pressure of like, why have I left? Um, why did I move and so on and so forth. But in the end of the day, I found myself together with my husband in the room uh, in the hacker house in San Francisco with uh, 14 other uh, strangers. So this is how my journey in San Francisco started. And then surprise after surprise, I got pregnant. Then I got a job at a startup. And then last year I decided that, okay, we're moving again. So we're leaving San Francisco. We're going to, uh, to Portland. That's why I have to leave my startup. Um, although I love my job as a product manager. But at that point, I decided, okay, I really want to explore. I want to see where my entrepreneurial spirit will take me. And this is basically how I ended up here, working with you, working with Tanya, with Jessica, with Marva, and 
uh, Olivia and Lauren yeah. uh, working on Futurista. So Futurista is basically something that evolved very naturally after my exploration process, after I was asking myself what is wrong, what is right, how do I want to kind of like dedicate my time to, to what purpose and so on. There's so much in there in terms of having a daughter yourself and kind of having this chance to be like, where am I going next? What do I want to do with my time? And how do I want to make an impact? I know Futurisa came naturally in a way, but what was it like when it kind of first started developing or popped into your mind as an idea? Yeah, thank you for asking. That was actually a very uh, interesting phase in my life, I would say. So um, as I told you, I have just left uh, my previous job and um, we're moving to another city and I decided to give myself time basically to explore options, ideas for the next steps. So I knew I could always find a job if I want. So I, I for some reason, I always have this um, kind of like trust in myself that if I want, I will be always hired. But I felt like I want something different. And ironically, for the first couple of months, I didn't have any idea. So it was devastating, honestly. It was like a desert in my head. So I, I, I was dreaming to have a great idea, but nothing was coming. So, um, and it was like so unnatural for me because I'm always having great ideas. Not great, like any ideas, but like I had none. And I started to run in the morning. I started to listen to many audiobooks. At some point, I, I was even taking... Um, uh, my notebook with me for a run just to write down ideas if I had them uh, spontaneously and after almost three months uh, of this kind of mind reset my head started to explode with ideas I was sharing them with my husband almost daily he, he was like so surprised because it was a huge difference in me and um, it was nothing so we're, like not none of these ideas were actually I could say yes I'm really passionate about it you know so that's why I was just like, keep searching, keep observing the sur surroundings, keep listening to my audiobooks, kept searching basically. And one day I was scrolling through Instagram and as usual, I would say kind of like superficial visual content, sometimes too perfect, sometimes too polished. And, you know, because I have a small daughter, I would say sometimes I also see the world a little bit through her eyes. So at that moment, I just imagined that my girl and other girls grow up with this. And there is no other alternative to actually get inspired on a little bit more deeper level. So this is how the idea for Futurista came to me. And I immediately knew that this is something that I really want to dedicate time. And this is something I'm passionate about. I wanted um, to create this experience, which is also engaging and fun but where girls can basically learn a little bit more about themselves, learn about the options which are out there for them, and basically get inspired and learn what they want to become. Wow, thanks for sharing. That's so inspiring and <laughs> empowering and something I wish that I had as a teenager myself. Social media is a beautiful thing, but it also you know, creates a lot of comparison and things that are rewarded are often you know, based on that superficial imagery and follower count versus some of the women who are doing the coolest things in the world aren't really on social media because they're busy and they're killing it, you know? I'm not against Instagram. I'm also yeah. using it, but I just believe that it is not enough. So there should be an engaging and fun alternative to it. So 
girls can get inspired about their future. They can learn from other role models, you know, on a different level than just visual and superficial. And myself, unfortunately, so, and I think as many girls and as many women like you and like I know Tanya and others, we have experienced this network gap. So you're basically, you are enclosed in the network of your friends and family, and you're looking at them and see, okay, this is what they have done with their career. This is probably the only options that I have. This has at least happened to me, you know? And that's why I want the next generation of girls and women leaders to have a broader view in terms of, okay, what is actually out there for me um, beyond this small network of friends and family. Yeah, I think that's so great. I mean, that is so much of our story. I will say that from, you know, talking to teens today and hearing what they want to do, especially in the ambassador program, it's so much different than when I was young. You know, they want to be in all these different cool um, types of science and engineering and um, counseling. And I don't know how to explain it. Like so many of them want to not only be in this professional space, and but also all have these entrepreneurial dreams, which I think is really impressive. But there is still such that network gap of, you know, even if they maybe have more awareness of what is out there, thanks to things like the internet and social media and they don't know anybody who does those things and can't reach out to learn what steps need to be taken. So connecting them with, with people or bringing them a little bit closer to, to what they need to, to know or do or develop into um, seems very needed. So you kind of have talked about this in many ways, but do you want to add anything to kind of your dream for your daughter and other girls in the future? first thing that comes into my mind so I just want them to be free I want them to be free in terms of their choices and I want them to be free from uh, peer pressure family pressure and society pressure I want them to be able to be exposed to different options in their life I want them to be able to you know to meet different role models I want them to be able to ask the questions they want to ask you know, so that in the end of the day, when they make the decision, what they want to become when they grow up, it comes natural to them. And they're also confident um, that nobody will be judging them, you know. And I think, once again, that confidence comes from clarity. And I think the clarity comes from um, being able to um, to ask questions. And I think this is kind of the, the, the major gap, what is uh, happening now, that, yes, as you said, there are many uh, options to look at others on social media and see how others are killing it. But people are often just exposing this perfect side of them on social media. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do also with Futuristic is to share raw stories of role models and to show their ups and downs, you know, because this is real life. I don't want my girl and other girls to think that they have to be perfect because it's not about perfection, you know. So I really want them to to learn that failing is totally fine. I want to normalize failing for them. And, you know, just to talk about this in theory, it's not enough. So that's why from the very beginning, I was thinking the core of the Futurista is really connecting girls to the role models who are able and open to sharing their um, kind of like unretouched stories. So basically the stories that really happened to them without making them look beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure everybody is probably curious about how the title, the name Futurista came to you and what it means to you. Futurista for me is just girls or women who are defining the future. The girls and women who are shaping the future. That's why they are futuristas. It's a little bit like they're coming from the future, but actually they're already here. So we just have to help them to, uh, to be ready for the future. And in my mind, I see the futurista as open-minded, authentic, brave, and humble. So this is basically my, um, my inspiration for, for this name. And um, I think to some extent, I associate myself with futurista too. And uh, I think many girls can relate to this as well, to this name, because it sounds kind of like young. At the same time, I think it's powerful because we're here to define the future. We're here to close the network gap. And we're here just to help the girls grow and um, embrace their powers, you know, because they're all powerful. And we just want to help them explore these powers and realize uh, why they came into this world and how uh, they can become their best selves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, I didn't write this down to talk to you about, but I'm just curious because I, I asked Olivia kind of this question around how do you think our generation differs from yours? Like the challenges that you are facing or the things that are maybe better and I'm curious if you have perspective on that too, maybe the millennial generation compared to Gen Z, like we've learned something that we can pass on, but we can also learn from Gen Z. So we have just to see like how the world has changed throughout the generations. So when we were growing up, there was no internet, right? Probably like I was 10 or 11 when we first got our computer. And probably the internet came just in the next couple of years and it was crappy. You know, slow and weird, you know, so it was this. So the world was less open, right? From this perspective, this generation from kind of like from one side is benefiting from the fact that the world has become more open. They can Google anything. If they want to learn about something, they can sit down at the computer and just find it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was nothing like online education back then. There was either school or there were books or you could ask your parents. Nowadays, there are so many opportunities to learn online. You don't even have to go to college or if you're going to the college, but still want to learn some other stuff. There are online courses, online academies, online boot camps, like anything, whatever you like is out there for you. Sometimes it's even free, you know, like you can learn from Harvard or um, Stanford online courses for free. So this is a huge benefit to this generation. One thing that I see is still that parents should be more aware of the fact that we have to kind of like teach our children to take the opportunities because I still see many, um, I don't know, high schoolers and uh, college students and so on and so forth. Like from one perspective, the opportunities are there, but they're not taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think uh, there is still kind of like, two generations should merge together. So one generation should just share this experience and say, hey, this is so great. And you can level up your expertise so high if you're just taking these opportunities. I think this is from the positive side. From the negative side, of course, what came in is like 
Social media is positive and negative, as we know. The whole cyberbullying, we didn't have that, you know. So, of course, there were kind of like mean children at school and the schoolyard and so on. But I think the cyberbullying is a huge problem nowadays. And I think this is something that we're not paying enough attention. And especially now, yeah. during COVID times, children are spending even more time on their laptops and on the internet. So that's why they're even more exposed to some levels of cyberbullying, which could once again, like, put another kind of negative uh, effect on their mental health and development and so on and so forth. Um, I think also this generation is, is a little more aware about um, mental health. And I was reading about recently that, I mean, during this COVID times, many uh, high schoolers and college students were interviewed. And uh, I was impressed that like by the level of awareness that they were showing about the fact that, yes, I'm not feeling well. Uh, I, I experienced this and this feelings, which is not normal for me. So I think, I don't know if it's actually good or bad, but when I was little, I didn't know what is mental health. You know, yeah. I, I've learned it probably like 10 years ago, first time, mm-hmm. you know, so... Yeah, but I think like all in all, definitely we should be always listening to this next generation. Um, but at the same time, this is something like we can learn from them, but their reality is very different from our reality 10 years ago, like 20 years ago. That's why we cannot we cannot just sit back and like push on them our morals and our views of the world and ignoring completely how do they uh, perceive the current reality. So that's why it should be always a dialogue. And also something that I hope to embrace of Futurista. So that's why we have interns also in the team who are representing Gen Z because we are so far away from them. They're just like worlds away, you know? And I'm in many groups um, uh, of moms, of teenagers, and I'm just reading very often like what kind of struggles they have. It's just like very difficult to close this gap of generations. But at the same time, I think it's very, very worth spending time on it and um, having this kind of like being receptive to what they're also saying, what kind of things they need, and also adapting ourselves also to their reality and how they grow up and so on. Yeah. I think it's so true, all of those things. Something that I think is similar that I remember is this idea of like Olivia talking about, it's really cool to be on a team where your ideas are not dumb. Like you actually know something and you can contribute. Because I remember feeling like, you know, when you're young, people don't take you seriously and you're like, take me seriously. But then you get older and even I look back on people younger than me like, oh, you you'll know, you'll find out, you'll see, you're so young. And so it's weird, it's like how we lose that. Yeah. Like, yeah. but so I see that Gen Z wants to be taken seriously and that we need to give them that, but also how can we gently encourage them to be open to the fact that older people do have a lot of wisdom <laughs> underneath their belts, you know? So this is so funny because this is exactly kind of like the feeling that I had when I was starting my first startup that I was like, you know, I had a feeling that I know so much, 
just yeah. by the fact because I started the startup, you know, like so many new things. I figured this out, I figured that out. And I was really angry when somebody was telling me, well, investors are actually more willing to invest into serial entrepreneurs than first-time entrepreneurs. I was like, how come? I have so much experience now. But they know what you don't know. Yeah. So this is kind of like similar to teens, to be ambitious, to be willing like to change the world. And from another perspective, like parents are coming, it's like, oh, you don't know this and you don't get that. And you haven't experienced this. They're like, how come? I have so much knowledge already. You know, so it's yeah. like really, really similar. <laughs> Is there anything that you'd like to add that we didn't talk about or you want to mention? <sighs> yeah, I, I think, okay, I will add something. So basically, when I had this idea of Futurista, right? It was just in my head. I didn't know if it is a good idea or a bad idea. I had a feeling this is a good idea or basically this is a problem that needs um, a solution. And the first thing what I have done, I basically, okay, this was not the first thing. The first thing was I shared with my husband and he's a man, he has nothing to do with, uh, I don't know, education or um, I don't know, empowerment or anything else, but he was immediately hooked. He, he was like, yeah, this is something like super, super needed. He's an engineer. So I was like, okay, nice. Maybe at some point he will help me out also with building it. Uh, the next thing was I reached out to you. I reached out to Jessica. I reached out to Tanya. And basically with each of you, I, I shared my perception of the problem and like how I see the solution. And I was so impressed how, um, how this problem resonated with each one of you. You know, and this was the reason why you decided to join the team. Um, without this happening, I would not be here, you know, like we would not be talking about Futurista and about launching it on Kickstarter. But the next thing what happened is like we had our small group and then we started talking to other role models, to, to the students and so on and so forth. And it hasn't been one single time when somebody didn't get the point was like every single person we shared Futurista mission with was immediately on board, mm -hmm. you know? And this gives me also like a really good feeling. We're not alone building it. We really have support of the community behind us. So we have role models who really want to give back um, uh, to Gen Z girls. They want to build and to, uh, to teach, to grow this strong um power girls you know who will be mm -hmm. leading the future um, and that's why like for me as a founder or like as somebody who has started it it is it is such a great feeling from one perspective like to be confirmed that okay I'm not alone in my head thinking this way but from another perspective it's also giving us like a really good um, possibilities and uh, opportunities because once again we're not building it alone we're building it with a community of people who are behind us thank you Polina for sharing your insights your story and your heart with all of us and thank you for listening we are so excited about our upcoming campaign and so excited about the community that we're building follow us on social media at be futurista check out other episodes of our podcast sign up to our email list on our website so you'll always be in the loop of what's happening at futurista next week we'll be sharing a podcast with the rest of the futurista team can't wait for you to listen